In relation to that, in particular, and based on the advice we've received today about the increasing number of cases and the evidence of community transmission, it has been recommended to us that uh, we move to a position by Monday where we will be advising against uh, organised, uh, non-essential gatherings of persons of 500 people or greater uh, from Monday. Now, that, of course, doesn't include schools, it doesn't mean include university lectures, it doesn't mean uh, people uh, getting on public transport or going, on, going to airports or, or things of that nature. He didn't mention podcasts, Warbster. That's all right, we don't have 500 listeners anyway. Racing Insiders Racing Cast, brought to you by Race Fuels. And here are your hosts, the Warbster and the Podcast DSO. One light, two lights, three lights, four lights, five lights, and it's go, 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 go! Uh, except it isn't. No, it most definitely isn't. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 29 of the Racing Insiders Racing Cast where you're listening to the dulcet tones of me, the podcast DSO, and him. The, the Warbster. The fake Warbster. Um, we do need to um, mention something very important up front. Yes. Race fuels. Race fuels, race fuels, race fuels. The racing cast brought to you by Race Fuels. I think we mentioned them now. Yes. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for inviting us once again into your ears. Uh, DSO, are you enjoying the waxy build-up? Yeah, no, I, I syringe regularly. Fair enough. Oh, so, wow. That's, uh, the connotations are frightening. I just... The penny yeah, just... The penny... Wincup just said red wine. No, what the, are you on about? The penny just dropped. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's timestamp this one as we do. It is Sunday afternoon, the 15th of March, and we should be sitting around watching the Melbourne F1 Grand Prix somewhere in about a couple of hours' time. Mm. But well, actually, we're not. Actually, what we should be doing right now is watching D-list celebrities talking about their reality show or some shit like that on yeah. Channel 10. Uh, maybe a supercars race. Oh, no, they no. Will, that'll all be over by now. They'd be, uh, they'd be talking up the race. So, um... Yeah, trying, to, trying to not to screw up all the foreign names. Yeah. You know. So, uh, let's wind the clack... <laughs> let's wind the clack back. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Syringes, nose beers, the clack... I've had a big weekend. <laughs> I haven't even been out. Warbster, let's wind the clock back to 10am uh, Friday morning uh, yep. when it was formally announced that the Australian Grand Prix was cancelled over the ongoing COVID-19 situation. AKA coronavirus. But let's actually wind it back to about uh, 3 or 4am Friday morning when BBC World Sport, uh, F1 World website and a little bit later on Fox Sports all reported that the F1 race was going to be postponed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll wind it back to about 6am Friday morning when uh, a couple of Formula 1 drivers decided they'd check themselves out of the country, jumped on the big silver bird and flew on out. I'll give you updated on the cup. I'll give you updated on the pace. So uh, not quite sure why it took till 10 o'clock for the official announcement. We're not going to dig too deep into that one because uh, nothing that hasn't already been said before. Mm. But uh, it's a bit hard to run an F1 race when the F1 drivers are departing. I think the correct term is a fucked off. Right, okay. Thank you so much for another bleep. No, well, it's the same as when a certain Prime Minister fucked off to Hawaii during when half the country was burning. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a bit like... Nobody knew what was going on. Hmm. Everyone was reporting yes, no, maybe, they don't know yet. 
Social media was an absolute mess, as usual. Yep. I, depending uh, on who you, were, who you were listening to. I uh, was sitting at work Friday morning and my phone was pinging off its head, mm. like half of the pit lane. And uh, So, so you're, you're on pingers as well. Jeez, <laughs> you must have had a weekend. <laughs> so my phone was going absolutely crazy with, uh, with friends of mine who were in the officials briefing and then uh, being kept updated as to what was going on. And uh, all seemed to be a little bit of a charade. Well, I think they had the Thursday practice and that was all went ahead. Yep. Um, everyone, all of the national categories qualified. There was one race held. I'd, li- I'd like to announce right now. Uh, yeah, big, big in, in, in the words of the great man, there can only ever be one winner. Hmm. An Australian Grand Prix weekend, that winner is Canberra's own Cameron Hill, CHE Racing. Congratulations, Cam, on your hmm. Porsche Carrera Cup Australia race and round victory. Um, that was a bloody expensive setup for I, one Carrera Cup race. I know you've uh, I know you've come out on Facebook and social media and, and, and quite publicly said it's a, a little bit of a hollow way to, to take a round victory and, uh, and, and good on you for saying that, mate. And uh, I, I tend to agree, but... Uh, Unfortunately, situations are the situation, and uh, no, good work, my friend. McLaren was sort of the first out of the gate saying that they were effectively withdrawing from the Grand Prix. They had one case of confirmed um, COVID-19 amongst their contingent. Haas um, had another scare themselves. Um, they've had several people um, tested, and that's up in the air as to whether or not that is. The results haven't come back in yet. It was clear by this point that you know a decision had to be made. And uh, interestingly, the age... Uh, newspaper was reporting as late as 11pm Thursday night that there had been nine people associated with the the event uh, mm. tested and that the ninth person was uh, associated with an F, with a supercars team or associated with supercars. Uh, I had one of my uh, other network uh, come back to me uh, somewhere around past 11 that night and uh, supercars had refuted it. He had been in touch with their media division and they've refuted it. So uh, again, yeah, good to see that uh, people were still working after it's, 11 p.m. Good Thursday to see night. that there's misinformation flying around absolutely everywhere as well. Why should mainstream media get motorsport wrong on any other weekend of the year apart from Grand Prix weekend? Yeah. I mean, it's not like they are spot on every other time. Well, this but the thing is you had um, our specialist media who were normally pretty good mm. and even they were sort of jumping at nothing. And my, my issue with it is, yes, you do have a responsibility to disseminate things in a timely manner. Yep. But you also need to check yourself at the door in terms of being responsible and not making things worse than they absolutely need to be. Lucky the sound engineer's not here. Because uh, he would have said, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Big sing your ass is bad for your hair. Well, we'll talk about wrecks later on mm. when we talk about supercars. But uh, in any case, uh, the IMSA and WEC races at Sebring. Uh, the MotoGP season opener in Qatar. And I believe everything up until the first European round has been cancelled. The opening no, no. flyway F1 races. Postponed. Uh, postponed. Cancelled. Is what it is. No, they're going to run them later in the year because there's all these gaps on the world motorsport calendar. We'll get to for, we'll get to I think the Australian motorsport calendar later. Okay, that's that's adorable. Not mm. going to happen. Mm. Uh, the opening flyway F1 races Vietnam and Qatar. Qatar, no, not Qatar. Bahrain have been um, postponed, cancelled. Same, same difference. And China had already been dropped. Dropped. Yeah is probably just as well. Um, the entire baseball and NBA basketball seasons in the States have now been postponed. Uh, but, uh, NBA is off. National yep. Hockey League is off. Yep. MLB is off and they're opening not too far down the track. Uh, US PGA Tour is currently under suspension and the men's and women's tennis tours look like they're going to be suspended as well. It's yes, essentially but, yes, but I, I'm only speaking about real sports, not... I was going to say, what, we're talking about sport, some sort of sport other than one that involves a steering wheel and three pedals. And What's men. wrong with us? Yeah, and men. What is wrong with Tennis us? Tennis is not a real sport. Fight me. These, I mean, these are oh, just really? things we can remember. R- fight you, really? Oh, I hate <laughs> tennis. I can tell. Mm. Uh, it's fair to say this outbreak isn't going to die down quickly. I don't think anything is going to be back on track until... At an estimate, probably June would be the first 
point you'd be looking at everything being back to quote unquote normal. All right, so let's 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 bring it back a bit closer to home. Um, mm-hmm. It's no secret that I do a bit of motorsport as an official. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Not not harping on it too much. Just to give you an, an insight, uh, between two weeks' time and the first weekend in June, I've got five race events across three states that I'm supposed to be going to. Two of them are Shannon's rounds, two of them are supercar rounds, and one is a Victorian State Series round that I'm supposed to be working at as an official. I haven't had confirmation about any of them yet, but I personally believe that I don't think any of those will go ahead. No, I don't think anything will be going ahead um, until I, this thing dies down. And that's not me throwing shade by any um, stretch of the imagination. Uh, I've spent a fairly hectic two weeks in my real job working with my managing director on some business continuity planning around COVID-19 and what we need to do uh, in our workspace to uh, try and eliminate or minimise the spread and um, and how we can uh, how we can operate as a business and that's something that I do for a living. It's not quite as scary as you're led to believe. The uh, the chances of it spreading are going to get bigger and. Um, it's like nothing we've ever seen, and it's certainly going to be watched this space. I, I, think, I, I, I think that a lot of people, though, and this ties into something about media that I'm going to be talking about later on in the piece in this episode, is I think the media has a role to be a very responsible and think through what they're saying and doing before they do it, because there is no such thing as too careful. There is such a thing as too much information and the wrong information coming out of at a time. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. I mean, you've had a lot of people um, commenting on the, the Grand Prix situation going, oh, well, everyone's there, so hold the race. Well, okay, and if you've got one person who's capable of spreading that, that's two, 300,000 people over however many days, you're in a world of hurt. Mm, exactly. We're just uh, we're just two knuckleheads that sit in front of a microphone a few times a year. Mm. We don't have all the answers, but uh, mm. it's but the public outcry over AFL just has me absolutely laughing. People, mm. you know, people. Oh, I, I'm devastated that I won't be able to go to the AFL. You know, it's 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 a life changing thing. Congratulations, my friend. Coronavirus is actually life changing for all of us. How about you forget, you know, that, that that life is bigger than sport. Hashtag first world problems. And also, if you're a Melbourne football club fan, you're probably just going to suffer anyway. So, you know. just one more, one less game. I don't have to worry about not going to this year. Yeah. All right. So, Warbster, before the imminent end of humanity, yes. uh, the biggest news was Holden joining Pontiac, Oldsmobile, Saturn, Saab, and Hummer in uh, the General Motors brand graveyard. After 50 years of nearly continuous factory racing support, they're gone. They are indeed. Uh, The Holden markets of Australia and New Zealand were the odd men out in the GM portfolio because of right-hand drive. Ending local production was most of the nails in the coffin. The sale of Vauxhall and Opel to the PSA group, Peugeot Citroën, was the main supplier of right-hand drives for the UK market, added a few more, and declining sales was just the last one, I think. So, can I regale you with... The current line of thinking of the sound engineer. He is absolutely uh, adamant that Opel need to re-establish themselves in Australia and continue to sell what is currently the Commodore because it's a very good car. There's one. He's s- actually not wrong. It's not a bad car. The problem is, it's not the kind of car that Anybody. Holden should have ever badged as a Commodore. No, they should have killed the Commodore when they got rid of the local production. Yes. The other side is why would Peugeot and Citroen bring over and revive Opel when they sold bugger all Commodores as it was when they were under the local brand number two they sell bugger all Peugeots and Citroens in the country so to relaunch another another badge it's a bit stupid oh social media would have a field day they'd all be proven right Mm. that it would be an Opel or a Peugeot so on that note Warbster in racing terms Factory support for the Peugeot NZB ends a year early. Yeah, my counterpart is selling out in a cold, and uh, and two thirds of the supercar field are running a dead badge. Yep, everything was geared around 2022 being the big change in supercars. So on a scale of one to ten, how fucked is Sean Seymour? Well, there's another beep. A scale of one to ten, uh, yeah, that'd be a zero. I've had a really good couple of weeks. I've actually been listening to some other podcasts. Okay, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, about a million bucks minimum yep. to re-body 
and set up to throw a new car, new, a new model onto yeah. the current POS uh, Gen Gen Two or whatever bullshit from Ryan Walkinshaw. It would be from Ryan Walkinshaw, yes. On that so, on that um, show that we don't shout out anymore because on, he refuses to shout us out. Yeah, on uh, on on the one that's um, that's that have sold out. Yes. They've they've apparently got a a protein. They've got a protein sponsor now, and mm. uh, and it's all about the ads. So, uh, mm. you know, when they've got an ad, they've got no chance of giving us a shout out. So we're not even going to mention who they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm. we, we would not be so blatant about mentioning race fuels. No, absolutely no. not. Absolutely be- not. Because um, we may have sold out, but our credibility remains the same. None at all. That's right. So, Warpster, importantly, how much money do you reckon old mate Roland's going to try and screw out a GM for? Because he's got a two year contract. Yep. They're going to pull the contract a year early. Yep. Uh, so he's got a three-year contract. They're going to yeah, pull yeah. it a year early. Yeah. He'll uh, he'll be looking for a for a sweet fat payout amount. I'm fairly uh, fairly certain he'll get he'll get whatever's left on the contract and then some. I'm sure he'll get some on top because of that. Because he has, I mean, it's commercially damaging for his business because he's restricted himself to Holden product. Yes. Becoming Holden racing team. He's the homologator, the gener- yeah. the, the generator of parts, the. Uh, the thing to the thing to bear in mind though is he does own the all the IP related to the ZB body shell raced in supercars. Oh well, he can sell it to Peugeot or Opel. <laughs> but you didn't think I was going there, did you? No, I kind of got a feeling you might. <laughs> but how do you? I mean, nobody wins out of this. No, nobody wins no, at no, all. Nobody, nobody wins at all. And nobody supercars wins has been reliant on Holden for so bloody long. And even, and even going back to the Group A days, even going back to the Group C days, the majority of the field were Holdens. And, and, Hold, years of and Holden have gone. And Holden have been there. Ford have come and gone. Yep. Um, Ford have blown hot and cold in Australian motorsport for a long, long time. And let's be realistic. Ford Australia did not come back into the sport. Ford America did. They were they were brought in off the back of existing relationships with Team Penske. Yeah. Uh, there is no secret to that. Yeah. Um, that, well, Ford is back because Roger Penske wanted them back and um, Tickford licked the bowl. Wow, that's an interesting analogy. Mm. So, 2021, we keep hearing that we're going to accelerate Gen 3. Sorry, how are you going to accelerate Gen 3? What is Gen 3? Gen 3 doesn't exist. We might... Uh, I'm going to push the pause button on this, Warpster. I think we need to... I think we need to play it. We need to play Tim. We need to have an ad. And I reckon we're going to roll into Q&A after the ad break because that will dovetail beautifully to our discussion right now about what does Gen 3 look like. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. G'day freaks, it's me Fabian Coulthard, I'd like to pick up another customer from the Rundle Mall in my Mustang Supercar Taxi. Oh g'day there, where to ma'am, bro? Just the market please, I'm in a bit of a hurry. Okay then. Excuse me, I know you might get this a lot but are you Fabian Coulthard? I sure am bro. Aren't you paid well enough every race to not need to drive a taxi? Uh, well, racing the twins gets a bit expensive, and um, we're really struggling for quits this year at, at the pep DJR Team Penske lot with all them bloody fines last year, bro. So, uh, anyway, pleased to meet you, uh, Miss Deb. Debris. Have it, ladies and gents, anytime, anywhere, 13 Fabs will get you there faster. Unless you accidentally give Fabian PTSD flashbacks. I didn't even mention flipping at the chase. Anytime, anywhere, one three cabs will get you there. Anytime, anywhere, one three cabs will get you there. It's me 1978 Olden WBU. I've had it since I was a fourth year apprentice. Bought it out of a local paper for 150 bucks and sold in Melbourne cans. Used to outrun the cops half pissed after knockoff every week back then. That sweet 308 with a 750 holly and Edelbrock manifold really got up and went. Now it's me race academy ute, pumps out over a thousand horsepower. I'm a ute man through and through. Fuel 
with an engine this worked, it's got to be race fuels. For all your performance fuel needs, go see Spanners Mates at Race Fuels, the championship fuel supplier. Check out www.racefuels.com.au. Welcome back to the Racing Cast, the podcast that uh, answers more questions than it answers. No, wait, fucking let me do that again. That's bullshit. I did have one written down, but because we fucking fucked the script up like usual. You think I'm going to edit this out, don't you? <laughs> Every bit of this is staying in. Welcome back to the Racing Cast, where we uh, ask more questions than we ask. <laughs> Welcome back to the... Oh, hang on. Three, two. <laughs> Welcome back to the Racing Cast, where we have far more fun off mic than we do on. <laughs> yeah, brought to you by Race Fuels. Uh, your championship fuel supply for 98 Ron, E85, and the fuel fuel range of... Uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> for a bloke that doesn't drink, you're well cooked. <laughs> Not wearing my glasses either. Um, brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's five minutes of shit I'm gonna cut out. Welcome back to the Racing Cars, Australia's best podcast. The racing Cars. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Uh, just stop it now. Ridiculous. <laughs> the fact that you anticipate it makes it worse. You know that. Welcome back to the Racing Cast, Australia's best podcast that is sponsored by Race Fuels, your championship fuel supply. For A- A80, A85. A80, yes, that's right, A85. We have mentioned not before. Not yet, not yet, wrong. Yeah, not and no, wrong. And the fuel range of. I'm going to do it again, you prick. <laughs> Turn it off, that's it. What the Warbster is trying to say is. Welcome back to the Racing Cast, brought to you by Race Fuels. Your championship fuel supplier for 98 Ron, E85, and the full range of Elf racing fuels. See, unlike those two idiots, I can actually get it out. In one take. Warbster Q&A. I've run one, you've run one, and as we mentioned before uh, the break, let's uh, have a little bit of a, ch- have a little bit of a crack at it. Because some of it does, does tie into the Gen 3 stuff that we were just talking it, about. It does. So, for, first things first, Hannah B. What does it take to get a sweet shout out for a friend's podcast? Okay, uh, so Hannah, as I replied to you, if you're a regular listener to our podcast, you'd know what happens when shout outs are given and not reciprocated. So right about now, we are going to give the Breaking Late Podcast a big shout out. We are indeed. Look it up at Breaking Late Podcast. Lads have a have a bit of fun over on their podcast with, as well. With Hannah, who's one of their regular um, contributors. Contributors, yes. Yep. So uh, always happy to uh, go after the little guy because we're still only a little guy. Yep. Jamie Jordan, will Mark become the new supercars? What are the chances that teams will actually defect to another category in the event that no new manufacturers join in? And will Penske leave? Well, there's three questions there, so... Um, got, got a bit greedy, though. Yeah, a little bit greedy. So let's work from the bottom. Penske leaving, yes. Penske, uh, Penske are already booked a flight. They are going to shut the doors. I uh, have received information in the last two weeks that there are now only two financial stakeholders left in DJRTP, and that is Roger Penske and Ryan Story. Which would possibly explain why he wasn't given the arse late last year. Wink, wink. Okay, and uh, I'm going to say this, but it might end up cut out. I am also led to believe that Roger Penske can't f*** and will quite happen. And I think that's going to end up. That's going to end up on the floor. Yeah, that'll end up on the floor. Yeah, yeah. We have it on fairly good authority that Penske are as good as gone. Holden's probably uh, accelerated that by twelve months. Will Mark become the new supercars? Well, Mark probably won't, but there is a very, very good chance that a new entity called Ryan McLeod Racing Cars just might. Which Ryan McLeod was Mark. Ryan McLeod was Mark. He sold that to a Queensland gentleman by the name of Jeff Taunton, who has a couple of other partners in the business, including a silent one who who I know, who's messaged me, but I I won't name because uh, he's asked me not to. 
Mark will be Mark Cars. It will be a little bit different moving forward. Um, Ryan McLeod Racing Cars is a new entity that's been set up. I know that Mark Cars was a joint venture between Paul Morris and Ryan McLeod, and that there's uh, going to be some uh, some changes uh, happening there. Will that entity be the new Gen 3? If supercars, my personal view is that supercars should adopt GT4 or GT3. The rules are written. The cars are really easy to get. The problem you have is is that uh, they are a very, very different beast to what we know as a supercar. They are V8s. They're loud. They're a lot easier to run. They're a lot cheaper to run. If you look but, at, a, if you look at but, a GT3, for example, if they blow up an engine before the engine life's over, you throw a new one at them. Yeah, correct. Um, and there's a lot of manufacturer mm-hmm. warranty stuff happening with GT3. Mm. So while the outweigh initially is a lot higher than it would be for a Gen 2 car. So I did some research with uh, with my car builder mate the other week. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to build a supercar at the moment under current Car of the Future rules, not much change out of 750 grand from nothing on the floor to a brand new car. Uh, so, so about you, the same as a GT3. So you can buy a brand new GT3, depending on the car, anywhere between 650 and a bit over 900. The Porsches, uh, the Earl Bamber Porsches, about 900. Mm-hmm. But Craig Lowndes spun a motor and they pulled the motor out. Porsche went to the truck, gave them a brand new GT3 race engine under warranty. Mm. Now that ain't happening in supercars. Yeah, so that, G- that's that's a fixed expenditure. You have a certain amount of lifespan. Fifteen thousand kilometers. Mm. Most GT3 engines uh, have a lot have an expected lifespan of mm. compared to about fifteen hundred yeah. under last year's rules for supercars. So fifteen, fifteen, fifteen thousand k. That's a season. I got a mate of mine. It's two. It's two. Maybe it's probably easily two seasons. I got a mate of mine that reckons he could run out of his race workshop four GT3 cars with five staff for the entire year. You don't need fabricators. You don't really need much of an engine shop. Mm. Um, You need some sub-assembly guys, and that's about it. So there's a lot to be said to go down that path. I'd love it to happen because I think it's a great way forward for the category. Mm. I'll go on record now and say I'm 99% sure they will not go that way. Mm. So back to your original question, Jamie Jordan. Will Mark... Or my belief, Ryan McLeod Racing Cars become the new supercars. If supercars are clever, yes, they will. Paul Sapernich at Pace will build the chassis. They will do a control chassis front to back. The teams will have no... If this is the the quick fix, Mm. you'll get a chassis that you can hang any body shape over. You will get a car that is fully controlled with no input from the teams, a.k.a. you can't do your own uprights. That means all of a sudden you'll buy a car that is much closer across the spread of the teams Mm. and you won't get the opportunity to fab it or you might fab a chassis, but everything else will be thrown at you as control pieces. It'll be a lot like the... um, I've I've got a similar question here, Andrew Ferris. How do we move forward as supercars as a sport when the fans don't agree on what the sport should become? Well, the fans don't get a choice. What I did sort of mention in sort of what I've written down for him is something called a mother chassis car mm-hmm. in Super GT, which is in GT300 class, which races against, ironically, GT3 cars. And that is Dome Sports Cars, who are responsible for a lot of the Toyota stuff in the old days in Group C. They've done their own sports cars. They're, they're a boutique motorsport fabrication facility. They've built a chassis. It's got control brakes. It's got control wheels. It's got control everything. All the team buying the car has to do is put the body over the top and get the thing ticked off by the JAF in terms of um, aerodynamics. Yep. That's it. Having maybe that the, kit, Maybe the sound engineer could be right. Maybe they will actually bother to go to a wind tunnel. Maybe so. But by the time you combine that up with spec aero, that gives you a very good package to start from where all you've got to do is integrate your body shape in. Okay, there's going to be less, there's going to be more, but you've still got 99% similarity. So for all of these great ideas, do you know what's going to kill the best idea? There you go. Part of it. And this theory that whatever we build has got to be as quick or quicker. Because if we don't don't go quick, if our lap times suddenly drop off five seconds a lap, it's the, the, there's a, a perceived mentality that if all of a sudden Gen 3 in whatever guise it is, whether it's International GT3 yeah. with the SRO rules, a, a, a Ryan McLeod racing car 
yeah. um, something out of something, something out of Supernish. It doesn't matter where it comes from. Yeah. Ultimately, what it is, it'll be an evolution of what we've got now, yeah. and that is. In the truest form, it's a sports sedan. It's a space frame chassis car with a body hung over it. Yeah. They want something. Ultimately, they need to move forward to give them a, a chassis and and a roll cage and a structure, a supporting structure that allows body shapes to go on without major modification. Mm. AKA the bastardized Mustang body shape that we currently see. Yep. And aero is going to be a problem. There's a really really good way to fix it. Take away all the aero. Mm. or most of the aero advantage but then they'll be slower and if the if they're slower people will panic and there will just be this mentality that they're not as good as they used to be because they're slower i'm not going to watch oh, them come on I mean, no, every, no, everything, it's, everything it's everything is, that is real that is absolutely oh yeah, every, real. everything's rose tinted glasses yeah, I mean, you gotta look at you gotta look at the people who are going back to like group c and group i go oh weren't those races so great and you go back and actually watch them oh they were crap they were snoozers so let's come up with the best solution the best solution is Go to GT4, where you can go and buy off-the-shelf Camaros uh, and Mustangs tomorrow. Yeah. And you will buy and run that car for probably a quarter. Mm. You will buy it for half what a current supercar costs, and you will run it for a quarter of the current budget. Now, if they're fiscally smart, and they've actually got some brains about them, there's not going to be any TV money, anywhere near the amount of TV money coming. We are in the midst of, of a virus led global financial crisis Hmm. for the sport to move forward they need to be looking at the cheapest possible option to give them gen 3 next year if they're clever gt4 even if it's only for two years or for three years Hmm. to let the world economy recover and to keep continuity through the series and and come up with a game plan going forward and and supercars not get swamped and we go back to the other part of that series the other part of that question Mm-hmm. that talks about, will other manufacturers... Sorry, I'll bring it back up on my screen. No worries, yep. What are the chances teams will actually defect to another category in the event that no new manufacturers join in? So if Supercars loses its direction, mm. Gary Rogers is gone. Where's Gary? Gary's in TCR and he's playing with F- S5000s. Mm. So TCR and S5000 isn't necessarily the ready-made replacement. No. But when you can run seven rounds, you can as a customer, you can go and run a TCR car for somewhere around $210,000 yep. for seven rounds. You can't run a Super 2 car for that for seven rounds. Even you, though, you, even you though nearly, the ask's you, fallen out of the market of Super 2 big time. So my numbers <clears> were <throat> Kelly Racing were going to run three Super 2 cars. One was going to be for Hamish Ribberts. One was going to be for Dylan O'Keefe and one was for someone who's already in Super 2 that I can't find the name out of. And they were offered, the three of them were offered a $350,000 deal each to run the entire Super 2 series. Mm. And neither Hamish or Dylan could come up with the money and couldn't lock it in up front. They might have got it over the year. Yeah. The Kellys then sat down and went, shit, that's just going to keep the doors open. It's going to keep the engine shop running and the fabricators. Mm. No, you know what? We're not even going to do it. We're going to scale back. Mm. So Kellys were going to be a five-car operation with three in Super 2. And that was that's a million bucks to run three cars for six rounds of Super 2 mm. just to keep the doors, just to keep the wheels yeah. turning. Yeah. Mm. And, the, and the guys couldn't find the money. That's how parlous the, the, the financial situation was six weeks ago. Yeah. Again, there's horses for courses. Mm. Hamish Ruberts this weekend was supposed to be in a TCR car. If he can't find three hundred and fifty, but he can find two hundred, he can run a he can run the year in TCR. Yeah. So that's part of the question. That if super the part of the answer, if supercars can't come up with product that's inviting to the teams and no other manufacturers, and don't think that manufacturers give very much money. Mm. There's only one bloke out there at the moment getting a lot of money in supercars from manufacturers. Yeah. And that's Roland Day. Yeah. It's a real watch. This space. I don't have any answers. I'm just I'm just some bloke who's been a race official for a few years as, who who dicks about on social media and records a podcast with you. As as we discussed with um, CLW though. Yep. The Holdenless future is going to look very different to the way things are now. Yeah, we, exactly. The Holdenless the Holdenless future is a vastly different place because um, you've not got the certainties that you had before. The V8 thing's going to have to die at some point because simply put, no one the the marketing is just no friggin' good for them. You've got Big cars are no longer fashionable or even advisable in um, in terms of cost, in terms of social 
responsibility. The market's just gone away from them. Yep. Nobody's building those types of cars anymore. You sort of have to look at your crystal ball and say, okay, well, what are people buying and what can we market to? Mercedes-Benz, for example, doesn't give a crap about racing because it's not their portfolio. Um, neither does Lexus, neither does hardly anybody. Ryan Walkinshaw's talking about having another manufacturer on the wire, one or two. Too late. Yeah, too late because they need to be on board for the start of the Gen 3 process, mm. not on some empty promise that this is what I think Gen 3 could look like and maybe you can make it work. And the other part is supercars has got themselves into a bit of a hole mentally because they've ego, they've ego pumped themselves and they've said, yes, Gen 2 is this, Gen 2 is great, Gen 2 is the other. They can't just put it all in the bin. It's... So well, it's too expensive to put to put it all in the bin. Well, I don't buy that they're going to turn around to the teams and go, "All right, well, all this millions of dollars of money that you spent on all this infrastructure and these engines and this so, chassis." So let's go. What back, are you doing? With so it? let's go back to Gen Three stock manufactured chassis, control uprights, control everything mm. with a transplanted engine and transaxle. Mm. There's some economy of scale because you're yeah. not throwing everything in the bin. Mm. The problem is if you go to a GT category, um, it kills Super Two because it's it's always been the used car yard it's 20 years of selling used cars yep um and until the world economy and the australian economy recovers mm. this dovetails beautifully with a question from uh from mr j that says with the agp cancelled uh, head and heart answers on where a replacement round should be mr j my head answer is there's not going to be a replacement round for f1 and my and my heart answer is there's not going to be a replacement round for f1 and there's probably not going to be a replacement round for the supercars event that's been missed because, as I touched on earlier, um, New Zealand have just implemented some uh, some fairly substantial travel bans that we heard about last night. So, so Auckland Supercars is just as good as dead in the water. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will go to Tassie in two weeks. I don't nope. think that's going to happen. Absolutely so there's, round, there's the second event, the Grand Prix, pushed. Tassie will be pushed. Auckland will be pushed. And then you've got Perth the middle of May. No. Not still not going to happen, yep. and you've got Winton Queen's birthday weekend. There's five supercar rounds mm-hmm. Tassie, so, so sorry, Grand Prix, Tassie, Auckland, Perth, Winton mm-hmm. that are all potentially not going to happen based on what we know at the moment about coronavirus or COVID 19. Yep. Yep. Um, you're just not going to squeeze them all in at the back end of the year. Yeah, you, you're not. It's just not going to happen. You've got, you've got your mid-season break. That's a couple of weeks. Yeah, but hang you've got on, hang nothing on, until the end on. of December. Every every permanent facility in Australia mm. books its calendar after supercars come and take their pick of the weekends. Yeah. So Joe Bloggs Car Club that's mm. got drifting on Saturday at Winton and um and 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 and, and, and Sam Jones Car Club that's got a, a test a, machine a, or whatever. got a sprint on the track yeah, yeah. on on you know on on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, someone's going to have to compensate them. If supercars want the, want the track that weekend, and that's yeah. that's the same at Simmons, it's the same at Barbagallo, mm. it's the same uh, wherever they go to back to New Zealand, whether they go back to Pukehoe or whether they go back to uh, mm. to Tony's place. Um, Plus, there's, Winton, there's a logistics. You've so, then got a so then, but hang yeah. on, then we then we leapfrog from Winton to late June to Townsville. They're going to have to pull the pin really early on Townsville because there's a hell of a lot of money supercars events have yeah. to fork out for the infrastructure to build a street circuit. Yeah. To, to you don't you want to you don't want to start unless you know you're going to go through with it. Yeah, and um, um, Victorian would, government's up for a big whack at the moment in Albert Park. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. I mean that was a bloody expensive Carrera Cup race, wasn't it? Yeah. There can um, only be one winner, Cameron Hill. CHG Racing. Yeah. While we're on the um, supercars stuff, Craig Barry, would supercars be better to use one body shell with all the same specs like NASCAR, just different paid jobs to suit each team? Parity would not be an issue then. Oh, gee, I don't know. No. My immediate answer is no, because I don't think the the market would want that. And I think that's too much of a step change for mm. what we're used to. NASCAR has been around a long time, and it's it's been a very long, slow evolution to that. And even their fans hate it. Correct. So, um, so speaking well of do that. so from Craig Barry to Barry Naismith, is there a race on ever? Uh, Barry, as we've just outlined, probably not t- for a while. T- till at least somewhere in June, probably not. Um, uh, Chris Neesey, going back to the yeah. downforce stuff. Yeah. Um, can we take the supercars front splitter and rear wing off, do a twenty lap non championship race, and see what happens? Can't be any worse. Well, remember what happened to Todd Hazelwood when his um, rear wing yeah, shot itself at Eastern Creek? Don't particularly want to play that game either. Yep. A couple back to back from Mel Studley. When is not Roland's album going to drop? Yeah, it'll be a while because um, the negative, oh, the negative feedback about uh, 
about not rolling singings uh, certainly uh, made him crawl back under the rock that he uh, appeared from. Yes, the Warbster is going to follow Courtney on to Dancing with the Stars. Is he? Apparently. Hmm. All right. That's an interesting one. Matt Creedy, why do I enjoy watching the YouTube videos of the old Group C and Group A races more than current supercars? Uh, because you're living in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Darren uh, Parkinson, who yep. was better, Bon Scott or Brian Johnson? Oh, they're, wow. they're, we're going. We're going for the hard stuff here. Well, I'm, I'm not qualified to answer that question because I don't like ACDC very much. Purely on the fact that he was a better race car driver, Brian Johnson. Okay. Uh, no, no. Here's one for you. Yep. Adam Luke. Mm-hmm. What's healthier? Fruit flies or normal flies? Adam, frankly, if you, frankly Ad, anything's healthier than some of the stuff going around at the moment. Adam, if you mean those, the, what we call at our house, the wine bugs, those the little bugs that hang around your fruit bowl and, and end up in your wine glass, um, they'd have to be healthier because uh, normally you can tune them, unfortunately, with a mouthful of wine. I do have a serious one. Dylan Rooksteel, greatest Australian talent not to kick on and have a substantial career. I'm going to put a pause on that because I think you and I need to have a think about that. Yep. We can we can we can get some we might get some mileage out of that. Dylan, we might make that a separate standalone question as a, its own Q and A. We'd love some we'd love some feedback on that one. Yep. We'll do that one as a lights out at the end, maybe. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bullis, which circuit will be more outgrown by modern supercars, Amaru or Lakeside? Amaru, head and shoulders. Hmm. Lakeside. Jeff, can I can I see your Lakeside and throw in a Malala? I actually think that Amaru would be harder just because there's all those houses in the way. Well. And Oren Park too. Yeah, and Jeff yeah. knows all about Oren Park. Yeah, the other part, other part is Amaru also had the lakeside. I mean, being serious, Amaru had that lakeside corner, which was a dead stop, mm. concrete wall, couple of layers of tires. That wasn't going to pass muster much no, beyond not, what they ran it up. Not these days. Uh, Peter Zivkovic, where have all the fans gone from the early 2000s? I, th- I think that... Some that, of them were in the, Tony Cochran's imagination. Yeah, that, that's... So definitely some of them are. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a very, very good question. And I think we've seen an evolution of our sport that uh, those who may have sometimes been referred to as the red and blue sheep, past in, incarnation of the knuckle draggers, are still there, but they are watching on at home, refusing to admit that they're paying $50 a month for Foxtel. I think the Knuckle Draggers definitely was a turn-off for me, because um, I didn't follow supercars for years. I was yeah. a super drawing boy. Yeah. Um, I didn't follow supercars for a good 10, 12 years, just because of that element and that perception. Yes. I didn't want to be, as a teenager, I didn't want to be associated with that. Yep. Because you've only got to look at the footage from 1992. What a bunch of friggin' rock apes. Arseholes, actually. Oh, yeah, true, true. Simon Landrigan, with all major motorsports postponed or cancelled in the short term, what's your best guess when we'll next see Supercars TCRS 5000 locally? And what are your thoughts on whether F1, NASCAR, IndyCar, etc. will run again? Probably already covered it internationally. Um, gee, I'm really not sure. Somewhere, mm. uh, so, somewhere... Uh, Somewhere in the middle of the year, you know, maybe oh, this, maybe maybe July if we're lucky. And uh, Australian motorsport, we're uh, we're in the hands of uh, of of our leader, Scomo. Yeah, I've actually got a better answer for that. Mm. Uh, Pierre, come on in, will you, mate? Well, to be honest, mate, I've got no fucking idea. Thanks, Pierre. Thanks, Pierre. Uh, Mark Tierney, when will I will I be famous? Uh, Mark Tierney, you will be famous when we interview you. Yes. For a segment on the podcast episode. Yes. Talking about race fuels. Thank you. Did I mention race fuels? Garth from Wanneroo. Your championship fuel supply. Oh, you got it right. Garth from Wanneroo. Will this Q&A remind me of Ambrose? Well, I'm not sure. What what memories of Ambrose would you like to rekindle, Garth from Wanneroo? Matt Greedy, concept, base car must be available from the factory in rear-wheel drive, must be under the luxury luxury car tax threshold. Yep. Limited mods accepted, basic geometry must be retained, turbos and all-wheel drive fine. New class keeps costs down, enables more manufacturers and broadens the fan base, renews the old David and Goliath battles. Would this work? Yeah, well, the story out there, it's the Toyota 86 series. The answer is the answer to that is no, it wouldn't. Because, because the you're un- trying to equivalise. The, the only other car out there that's going to work is the Kia Stinger. 
The answer to your question is uh, have a look at the Toyota 86 series whenever it starts. Yeah, big hi, big shout out to Kane Baxter Smith um, yep. if you want to uh, sponsor Kane. And a big shout out to John Iafola who uh, has uh, got a race car back and uh, will be running again in the 2020 season. Mm. Asterix when it commences. Mm. Baxter Smith Racing, if you've got sponsorship money, yes, go, go and see him. Yep. Andrew Johnson, how did all of this get started? A few beers between mates. Uh, no, because I don't drink. Mm. Um, 2014, I'll give you the absolute Cliff Notes version. 2014, I created the Warpster to take the piss out of people. And um, then that page got taken down by supercars because they didn't like the fact that I was using the name of our Lord and Saviour in vain. And we met around that time. Despite the fact that I actually met the real Warpster mm. wearing a... I'm one of the Warbs, OG, I'm one of the Warbsters Minions t-shirts, mm. and he had a good laugh about it. I'm sure he did. Yeah. yeah. That's because it wasn't him that was Storm being... No, it was, it. it was his, sorry, <clears throat> Pierre? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so 2015, I started the first iteration of Racing Insiders, then... I think about 2017 we started talking about a podcast or you started talking me into it start of the year start of the year yep and it took, it took me all year to convince you yeah it took me all year to convince me and uh yeah we've just grown from strength to strength since then yeah. and we've met a one heap of wonderful people Third, 30 episodes later and we've still only got five people listening to it who'd have thought me Axel Rue, with today, at the time of posting being 11 or 14's birthday what do you think he would be doing if he was still alive just, drink, just, drink, rem- just remember always exist. Drinking chamomile tea, sitting in his pyramid. Eating lots of mashed potato with Vegemite. Yeah, no, he went f- like macro, health food, vegan. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, hopefully just enjoying a quiet retirement, watching his grandchildren grow up, doing the resident legend thing at whatever race meeting he decided to turn up to. I'd actually... Now, that's an interesting point. I spent a lovely weekend last weekend down at Phillip Island at the Classic. Mm. It's probably the one thing that... I miss with uh, 11 or 14 not being around. He It's one thing he didn't fully embrace uh, that a number of others have. I would have loved to have seen 11 or 14 competing regularly, especially now with the uh, Evolution of Group C and Group A touring cars at historic events. I'd love to have seen if Peter Brock was still about it. I think watching Brocky uh, run around at historic race meetings and you know to, to see... Kevin Bartlett, uh, Larry Perkins, uh, Jim Richards, Greg Murphy, Charlie O'Brien. Moff. Moff was there. Little Moff was Fred there. Gibson. Jack was there. Um, Fred Gibson. Freddie Gibson was there. There was some, but but from uh, you know to, to look at those people at the VHRR, uh, the Captain Jansen, yep. uh, looking pretty frail. The poor old captain. He uh, time uh, time hasn't been kind to the captain. Um, I think that um, it's probably one of the things that is missing from historic racing and. Um, mm. Uh, and slug turns up occasionally, so yeah, I think that uh, that'd be that'd probably be the one thing that yeah. I, I think that I would like to see Peter doing if he was uh, still with us. Yeah, I think honestly, you know, you and I sort of grew up in sort of that era, and it's been a long time since. And we're getting into the later rounds here. People are going to start getting old and not being around anymore. That's just an inevitability. Of Completely. So I suppose let's enjoy. The people, the stories, the legends while they're around. Don't wait until it's too late because Australian racing history, we have a horrible, horrible case of forgetting our roots, especially on the corporate motorsport level. So if you want to do something, like my big ambition was to shake Fred Gibson's hand and I did it last year at Sandown and I'm glad I got to do it. I still remember what he said to you. Did he? Yeah. Get out of the way. Uh, he was he was a gentleman. Was um was Freddie was everything I thought he would be. So I'm really appreciative that I got to do that. Uh, Jim Spraw, Moe or Dom Perignon? Oh, hang on. According to the Dave video, Davey Reynolds getting a shot away at the Grand Prix ah, yep, Friday yep. afternoon. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that looked like a mum label to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. I'm surprised Tarhan wasn't around. Anyway, um, Michael Nielsen, favourite breakfast cereal? Oh, favourite breakfast. Yours? Uh, caffeine. Yeah, well, mine's definitely caffeine. <laughs> followed, <laughs> followed by some Vegemite toast. Not much of a cereal eater, thanks, uh, Michael Nielsen. And uh, that's it for Q&A. So uh, let's go back to the script. Let's go to uh, another man who we could ask lots of questions to, this bloke. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. That concludes part one of the Racing Insiders Racing Cast. Return soon for part two, where we talk about other stuff.
like the Dubbo Hill Climb. Supercars opening round. And dickheads on social media. Because we've never done that before. Aren't we dickheads on social media, Wobster? I don't know. You're the DSO, not me. Thanks, Wobster. Fight, yeah. 